Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent, with exclusive contents for our patrons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista, que solo nosotros sentimos así. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. E o valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero o manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estamos, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Lobifica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas, with you always, every week, especially during International Week. No, I'm, I'm, I'm lying. Uh, we usually don't come on on International Week or during International Week or in between International Week or in between games for International Break. But uh, we figured uh, last week we were talking to people and figured let's give the voice to the people. And uh, hear what they have to say of their thoughts about Benfica's current uh, current season, uh, which is still early, but also what their expectations are for the rest of the season. Also understanding that we all know what the Champions League draw uh, gave us. Uh, so perhaps um, we could talk about that. We could talk about anything you want, really, uh, as long as you keep it... Uh, Respectful and cursing is allowed, obviously, but uh, just keep it respectful, uh, as always. Um, anyway, we're waiting for Cristiano to join us. Uh, while he doesn't join us, perhaps we could talk about a little bit about some open items that happened this uh, past week. League Cup draw, Benfica got drawn into Group B with Aroca and AVS. AVS is a new name that you may not know, but this is was Avsh beforehand and uh, the Sociedad Anonima Sportiva took over the club so now they can't take obviously's name obviously so their name is AVS uh, and the other groups Braga Nacional and Casapia Group A Group C Farense Sporting and Tondela and Group D Porto Leixões and Sturil um, the winners of each one of the groups will then play the Final Four format with, uh, I guess, a game being played on Wednesday and then the final being played on Sunday, as it is, usually is. I haven't looked at the uh, at the schedule yet, but, uh, yeah, but that's a little bit more for our, our schedule. We all love Befica to play uh, 90 games per season, but... Uh, 
Taça de Liga, Taça de Liga were were the main holders of Taça de Liga. Anyway, I'm about to um, post the. Um, oh yeah, uh, thank you, Manny. Tony Silva, nominated for UEFA's Young Player. Yeah, and before I forget, say hello to everyone. Mike Madeira was in. Flavio Ferreira, Bruno Teixeira, uh, Bruno Gil Rodrigues, Davy Han, uh, and Manny Valadão. Welcome everyone, and and all of you. Uh, Abola Cadernos is is here also. Dave is not here today. He had to uh, he had to Uber uh, one of his relatives to the <laughs> to the airport, so he couldn't make it today. Um, but really, there's no games for us to talk about, uh, so there's no stats. I'm going to um, post the link for, for the Zoom meeting. So if you guys want to jump in, no camera, just sound is fine. Uh, just make sure that when you come on, you turn off the sound that you're listening to from YouTube. Otherwise, it's going to be a um, an echo, and you don't want that echo, echo, echo. All right, here we go. So let me know. Don't be shy. Uh, hop in there. Um, get you in. We'll hear what you have to say. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we'll we'll chat for a little bit. Uh, it, like I said, today is for the viewers, the fans, the guys that want to join us, the, guy that, the guys that want to say something. Guys and gals that want to say something about Bifika, get something off their chest. Tonight is for them. So uh, I appreciate if anyone wants to, to join us in... in and say one or two words. No time limit. You could uh, talk for as long as you uh, as you'd like, uh, because this is how we do it. Uh, anyway, uh, another item: uh, Benfica will play Vizela this coming Saturday, 8:30 local. Uh, Vizela is currently 12th, uh, four uh, four points out of uh, four games, one win, one tie, and two losses. Um, it looks like Ba may have gotten injured uh, in uh, on on international duty. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to play. At least we the the last we've heard from the club was that he was questionable. We haven't heard anything else further uh, today. Is Tuesday as we record this, so perhaps we will hear something towards the end of the week. Jurasek is also on the uh, on the injury list. Uh, Game after the international break is always a tricky game. Uh, and also, this game is a game that gets sandwiched in between um, the international break and uh, our U U UEFA Champions League. I couldn't get that out. The Champions League debut, Salzburg. Um, Vizela is in 12th, like I, like I mentioned. Uh, I don't know if what you guys think if this has all the... The, the makings of a, of a trap game. If Bifica is going to be looking past Vizela off of an international break, we need to refocus, as always is. Um, we, need to, uh, we need to get away from some of the things that we went through last year, uh, last season, every time we came off an international break. I know that one of the international breaks was actually the World Cup, but every time that we came off the international break, it looked like we didn't have our focus or we were a little slow. So we need to refocus um, and we need to basically do what we need to to do refocus it's a long season we need to keep winning and we need to keep improving as a team so um, I'm curious to see what's gonna happen with Noba uh, will we see um, Auschwitz on the left or actually on the right or will we see 
uh, João Vitor on the right and Auschnitz on the left. Uh, from what I understand and from what I'm read, from what I've been reading, Bernat is not yet ready, which is it's it's a little bit um, it's a little bit uh, I don't I have of a head scratcher, right? If the guy has been with this team going through the same preseason regiment of training, why isn't he ready yet in terms of um, his physical shape? I, I don't I don't I don't get that. Uh, but anyway, I wish you would be ready. Uh, I don't know how many of you think that uh, Trubin is going to get the start. Uh, let me know in the chat. Um, but I, I do think that this was the reset that we were waiting for. And I do think that Trubin uh, will start against Vizela. So we, we shall see. Um, again, uh, what else we got here? Uh, next week, when we come back, we will do a deeper dive in the Champions League. Um, we haven't. I know we haven't spoken a lot about the group stages and, and the teams that we're going to be facing. We did touch up on it briefly uh, last week, uh, but not into detail. So we'll we'll spend la the next podcast uh, giving you a preview of the Champions League and some of the teams that uh, uh, that uh, that Pifiga will be playing in, in the schedule. Also, the schedule which came out the Saturday after uh, the draw. It wasn't known right away. Uh, when Befica was going to play these teams. So it, it turns out that uh, we open up against Salzburg. Um, we will then um, go to Inter, I believe. Yeah, which Befica is not allowed to sell tickets for. We host Real Sociedad at Luz. Then we flip everything. Real Sociedad uh, in Spain, Inter in Lisbon, and then we finish up in Austria against... Uh, against Salzburg. Uh, I believe that's how it goes. Um, so who's in? Who wants to uh, Who wants to join? Who wants to join and keep me company? I'm running out of things to talk about. Christiana's not here yet. We'll expect them anytime soon. But uh, don't be shy. We, you could be as quiet as possible. Don't need to comb your hair. Don't need to put on your makeup or your lipstick. All you need to do is just your, your voice and let, uh, let yourself be heard. Um, what else? See what's going on here in the chat. Uh, Manny Villadon says, perfect time time to start Trubin. Um, Abola Kaden, starts on football manager, 24 new game cover. I saw that earlier. That's that's great, man. It looks similar to Benfica's photo when Joe Maidu scored against Juventus at Toulouse. It's exactly the same photo uh, with the only difference as, you know, the, the, the faces are different, but basically the, the position of the players, the bodies... Uh, it's all the same photo. Uh, even João Mario's uh, jump to to celebrate. Uh, it's it's Benfica Stadium. It's image pixel uh, almost pixel per pixel. There's a few things that they they did change up in the uh, in the cover. They changed to the traditional FM purple uh, graphics that you usually see on their on the iterations of their games. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was great, man. Um, Bruno Teixeira think I think Bernard picked up an injury re recently. I think he's coming off an injury. I don't know if he picked up a, a, an injury recently. I think that Cristiano would have been able to to tell me more because I, I really don't 
I don't follow uh, French football. I don't think Cristiano does either, but you probably know a little bit more. I know that he's coming off of an injury or he had a long stoppage uh, from an injury, but I'm not sure that um, that he's injured that he's injured right now or that the injury was recent. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You guys tell me. You guys tell me. Um, what else? Uh, man, I, I really didn't want to go there, but I guess we could – we could talk about the, the national team. How's everybody feeling about the, the national team? Five wins, five games, five wins on the brink of of uh, clinching it. Yesterday, a, a beaten on uh, Luxembourg without uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know what, where you stand on uh, Ronaldo. Uh, there's the uh, Ronaldo should just uh, retire already or he should accept a... Uh, a more of a lower role into the, into the national team or or he should continue to be the starter. I saw uh, Danny Pinto with a Silla Sampad going exchanging some some words with some fans uh, because of he was clamoring for for Ronaldo to to step down gracefully. Um, so I didn't want to talk about the national team, but really at this point there's nothing to talk about. We opened up this um, this podcast to the fans, but so far you guys are being shy, man. I'm going to put up uh, the link again just in case somebody came in late uh, and hasn't seen it. So if you guys want to want to join us, man, sound only, no picture. Uh, so uh, no big deal. You don't have to think that somebody's going to recognize you on a pot, on a pot, somebody you owe money or something. <laughs> um, Bruno Rodriguez says, I really think they play better, better without Ronaldo. I, you know, the, the, there's a lot of people that think that, right? Because I, I think that because of the status that Ronaldo has achieved in the national team, um, I think that when players lift up their head, the first thing they do is they probably think about uh, or think, where, where's Ronaldo at and how can I get him involved in a play? Or um, I got to pass the ball to Ronaldo because I'm afraid I'm just going to get yelled at. I, I don't know. I don't know if it that, that's a little bit petty, though. Um, but I think that there's there's a certain awareness that Portuguese players have uh, to look up uh, to see where Ronaldo is, to see if he could get him in, involved, uh, unlike any other player in the national team. And, and obviously, you know, there, there's, a, there's a reason for that, and Ronaldo's achieved that status. Uh, you have to respect that. Um, many Valadão, young players, the same opportunity to get into the first team, the same he did back then into the golden generation. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give there. There's very exciting talent uh, on this Portuguese team. And there has been exciting talent on this Portuguese team for quite some time. Um, but yeah, uh, Rafael Leão, uh, he's one of the guys that uh, when Ronaldo plays, sometimes he, he's the one that sits the bench. So, but there's, uh, I think Jota is a prolific scorer, at least at Liverpool he is. Uh, and he's a Benfica on top of it. So, um, but yeah, there's there's other guys that are that are ready to to come on and and, and play. Uh, and uh, but I'm not going to get into that because it's a polarizing argument. And there's I think people get extremely offended when something as bad as is said about Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, you're ungrateful. If it wasn't for Cristiano Ronaldo. Portugal wouldn't even be on the map or on the football map and you know and Ronaldo brought you this and and Ronaldo brought you that and and you can't be ungrateful and I don't think anybody's being ungrateful 
You know, I just think I just think that sometimes when you've been driving the same car uh, for 15 years, maybe it's time to pack it in and get a new car uh, because the old one did you did did you service right? But now maybe it's it's time to go on to what the future is like. Look, there's Cristiano. Uh, Manny Villadon, he could come off the bench many games in the last tournament when we're coming off behind. It was almost a hindrance, him trying to single-handedly, idly trying to bring the game back. Yeah, yeah. Cristiano, what's happening, man? What's up, me? Yeah, I uh, I started this up without you. What's going on? Bro, dude, uh, have you lost your marbles? What, man? Since when do we do a podcast on international break? I'm in. I'm supposed. I'm on international Dude, break. We we agreed last week that we were going to do a forum, open forum. I thought you were drunk. Tava drunk. Tava. Olha, tá aqui o Bruno Teixeira. I'm going to let Bruno Teixeira come in. Where's Hugo? I don't know. Where is Hugo? What the fuck? I thought it was this. It was a joke all along. I had oh, no wow. idea. No. Has never done a podcast on the Bifiga podcast during international break. So to me, this is a total shocker. Dude, we agreed. I wasn't going to do it, but we agreed to to do one uh, with the for, with the forum. But anyway, Bruno yeah, shit is here. Bruno, can you hear us? Oh, he's connecting audio, so he'll, he'll be here shortly. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't kid about stuff like that. Dave Bruno's sent me here. a Bruno. message. I can't go today because I'm taking uh, my my grandmother to the to the airport. Hello, Bruno. Hello. What's happening, Bruno? How are you guys? I'm good. Listen, How are first you, of all, I need to talk like this because my wife is sleeping. That, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know if you can can you hear me well. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. You don't need to to raise uh, your voice. Um, so tell us tell us where where you uh, where are you coming in from. Where sorry, it's cutting where, a little where, bit. Where uh, where are you fr- where are you from? Hola, hola, hola. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay, just no, uh, where where are you uh, where are you calling from, Bruno? Where uh, at the moment I'm calling from a city called Mendoza, which is in the Andes of uh, Argentina, oh, the nice. Argentina side. Oh, yeah, it's a really nice city, beautiful city here. Uh, we we moved from from London after being fifteen years in London with my wife to here. This is where she's from, uh, and yeah, so she's a massive River Plate fan. Mm-hmm. So we got in love. We got in love easily. <laughs> <laughs> the red and white. The red and white. So, but you were you, you were originally white. from from Portugal, right? You were born in Portugal. I, I am Portuguese. Yes. So, eu, eu nasci em Trás-os-Montes, mas vivi em Lisboa, cresci em Lisboa uh-huh. e em Quarteira, no Algarve, Algarve-Quarteira. Yeah, cresci, cresci por aí. É, foi por todo o lado, para Norte, Centro, Sul. Sim, é, sim. o pessoal às vezes pergunta, tu, onde, Portugal de onde é que és? E eu, pá, deixa-me lá escolher aqui um sítio, não sei, desta vez vou escolher um, é, aqui. Tem sempre algum sítio, Norte ou Sul. Não sou o único, Alfredo, estás a ver? É outro como eu. We're from all over Portugal, bro. Yeah, you're international man. All over Portugal. <laughs> é isso mesmo, é isso mesmo. So, so, Bruno, what's on your mind, man? Great, great talking to you guys. Yeah, same. Uh, 
listen, in my mind, uh, I've been thinking about, uh, I think we have a left back and right back problem at the moment, uh, which I believe it's going to be Orsnes on the left, playing on the left, and John Vitor on the right. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you one thing, I'm quite happy for that, because I think it's not that, I mean, it's not that I believe Jean Vitor is like such a, a massive, great footballer, obviously. But in another hand, I I don't see him as such a poor sportsman as we've been talking about. I think he has some skills, uh, definitely defensive and very pace. Yeah. And he, he's, he's, he's trying to put out his dribbling skills as well. Um, he still needs to connect in, in terms of profundidad, yes, yeah. uh, especially with players like Di Maria, Rafa, etc. But I think he has a lot of skills, a lot of uh, stuff to, to bring in. And I, I think it's going to be a nice surprise, hopefully. I think he has a lot to be to become a nice surprise for for us. Yeah. No. I, I look. I think he's athletic, and I think that his speed makes up for a lot of things that he lacks. Uh, and, and I think being yeah, yeah. being an athlete, it, it gets you halfway there. You still need the brain to play. Mm-hmm. You still need the technique to 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 play. But uh, being an ha- an athlete, yeah, yeah, you can you can adapt. Uh, you can adapt. What do you think about our our? Well, champ- I can, I can our see- yeah. Go ahead. I, I just was to to finish up on with John Vitor. I yes, can see like he he has he has a, a nice touch with the pass when he's passing. He has a good touch on the passing. You know he has a you know it's not that he's like passing and the ball is too strong or too too slow or you know he, he has like I, mean, I don't know. I think he's he might be a good surprise. Let's let's see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. What do you think about our our Champions League uh, group? A I, th- I think it's gonna. It, it will be very even. To be honest, will be very even. Uh, I think we this season we are we are like growing as a normal normal team. Uh, last season we didn't grow as a normal team. We we had to grow way before we started the season, and mm-hmm. that's why all our players got, got to be very humble from the start. Otherwise, we wouldn't achieve. We couldn't go into the Champions League. And and all of the players had to be hardworking and humble from the beginning. And this season, it, that has changed a little bit. And that's the difference we, we've been having, mostly. Uh, and, and regarding that, I'm just worried about that ego management. You know, that's a bit of a worry. Yeah. But hopefully, they will overcome it with, with the hard work and with everything. And regarding the Champions League group, I think it's a very, very tough, tough group in, in terms of even. I mean, Spanish football is very intensive. Uh, Real Sociedad played a lot, played a lot of football last season, and still this season is putting out a lot of uh, good matches. They have a very good team, a really good team. Um, I think uh, the the Austrian side might be a plus for us because. Uh, our manager was champions with them 10 years ago. Uh, so he knows the team. He knows kind of, I, I mean, he doesn't know the players. The players are different, obviously, but at least he knows who, who the club is. Might be a plus on our on our side uh, regarding the Salzburg. And and Inter, Inter, to be honest, I think we need to take Inter as, as our 
rivalry revenge we need to we need to get our our uh, moral against them you know we need to go with everything to them to just beat their asses up <laughs> yeah that's what we need to do against inter no i i with I, everything up. i agree about a, a being a balanced group i i like you said real sociedad which i wasn't familiar with them but Cristiano did alert me that don't sleep on real sociedad uh-huh. I don't think that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that Salzburg is going to be a, a walk in the park, and Inter is going to be a it's going to be a dogfight as long as we're in it for the dogfight. If if we go in thinking that you know, absolutely respect absolutely. Inter too much, then I think that we're going to be in trouble. What else is on your mind? So. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's pretty much it. I'm just, you know, the only thing I'm worried about at the moment, pretty much, it's about is about the, the egos. I think I think the left back that we went to, that we bought for 14 million, I think he he's going to do well as as he comes out from the injury. He's he's going to get it get his shape and he's going to slowly do well. Uh, in its time, our striker is a is a worry as well. Of course, I think we need to. Put him in a bench and start with Musa. Definitely give Musa a start. Musa is fighting hard for for playing and for for for, for being like hardworking and humble for the team, and so he needs to play. I, I have no doubts regarding that. And uh, Artur Cabral needs to to keep up. He needs to fight for his position. You know, if that doesn't happen, uh, Roger Smith is gonna. Uh, It's going to be his uh, burden this season, and he's going to pay very high for that. I'm sure. <laughs> Agreed, man. Agreed. Oh, Bruno, Bruno, so we're yeah. not, so we're not, they were healthy, oh. bro. Jerez, yeah. no, no, what come with Nashisha? The, the, the rest, sorry, the rest. Subernat is healthy, right? For the whole uh-huh. season, stays healthy. I think Jurassic is going to have a hard time getting in these uh, big games, you know, at least in the official games. He might play in the Tassas and whatever. Yeah. But Bernat yeah, is yeah, absolutely. a legit upgrade. Bernat is, is someone I think we're all going to be very pleasantly surprised with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to be a plus for sure. But I think I think because of the, you know, the heavy of his pass, he was so expensive that uh, they're going to have to, You know, we, if we're going to be winning 3-0 in a match, 2-0, 3-0, he's going to come in, you know, yeah. in the second half or stuff like that yeah, to, to rotate. Yeah. Well, we'll see, but Bernat, I think Bernat, uh, hopefully, he's not going to get a crazy, stupid injury like uh, like Traxler. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's pray, pray that uh, he doesn't get that, at least. <laughs> Well, good man. Well, we do appreciate you um, you coming on and being quiet for your wife. Oh, thanks. And uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and thanks and thanks Indeed. for Ima- yeah. imagine 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 her like thinking, "Oh, did you wake me up because of Benfica? I can't believe." <laughs> 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 nah, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but guys, thanks a lot for for the for the participation as well. Yeah, Bruno, and, and thank you for always being on a chat, bro. Thank you for tuning in. Cheers, cheers, guys. Take care. Uh, Take care, guys. See Argentina. Ya. Thanks, thanks a lot. Bye. Yeah. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Later. Are we having that problem again, Alfredo? Where, where I talk? Yeah. And, uh, I gotta go. I gotta. Hey, no, you can shut off the camera. Nobody wants to see your ugly mug.
<laughs> Hugo is with us. We'll let uh, we'll give we'll give Hugo a little some time to to get acclimated and get 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 this stuff going. Let's take a budget to Casa do bro. Apaga a camera, bro. Consegue mover? Yeah. Então. What's up, guys? Como é? Apaga a câmera, caralho. Pode desapagar yeah. a câmera, man. Ok, peraí. Yeah. Ok. Like that, então, so... malta, como é que é? Como é que é? Tudo bem? Tudo e vocês? Também. How's your international break going? Oh, man, I'm glad that bullshit is though. I hate <laughs> fucking international breaks, man. I, I can't even stand the Portuguese national team anymore. Seriously, what a waste. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah, I had to uh, kill. I tive que ensinar um chorizo. I had to talk about the national team uh, since I was waiting for Cristiano uh, to come on. I ran out of things to say, so I had to call the national team. I didn't think it was a podcast today. It's the first time in my 20 years of, of being a part of this podcast that there's a podcast on international break. It's the first time ever. Why you caught me by you. You, sh you shouldn't get any weeks off. Why should you get any weeks off? No faz um caralho, man. <laughs> Watch your language, bro. <laughs> what's up, guys? How's everybody? Good, man. What's Say hello what, to your uh, yeah, what's, audience. What's what's uh, what's on your mind? Everybody knows where Hugo's from. Hugo's from Jersey, here in the U.S. He's been on a podcast a few times, if you remember Hugo. What's happening, Hugo? What's on your mind? I'm anxiously waiting. Nunca mais é sábado. As they say, <laughs> anxiously waiting for the for the away game to Vizela. But more importantly, I'm excited for for our Champions League campaign to begin next Tuesday night. So that's what I'm looking forward to these days. Any, any well, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I gotta let the Freddies know. First of all, Freddies, I haven't said hello to you guys. Thank you very much for tuning in on this. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys were caught off guard. I'm just shocked as everybody. But while you're in here, smash the like button. Let's not forget about smashing the like button. <laughs> positive comments. Only positive comment about me. That's it. But, we, got, we got 15 watching and 12 likes, so we're, we're doing pretty good. It's a pretty good ratio. Uh, somebody double dipping. <laughs> Hugo, um, do you fear that uh, this Vizela game could be a little bit of a, a trap game uh, after the international break and ahead of the Champions League debut? It could definitely be a trap game, especially now coming off of... Uh, Off of the international break, we got our guys, like, for example, our, our South Americans don't arrive until uh, Thursday, I think is what I read today. Um, so it could definitely be a trap game. And then there's been a lot of talk about, about Schmidt giving those uh, those five days off as well. You know, anytime you come off of an international break, it's always a trap game. You know, and then you're traveling to Vizela, up north, you know, un club aliado do Porto. So it's always going to be a trap game. Yeah, but from from what I hear, the the crowd is going to be more pro Benfica than than Vizela, from what I understand. Oh, uh, Alfred, the crowd is pro Benfica everywhere, but the little don't. And Alvalade. Braga. Braga. Tem Braga, caralho. Tem Braga, a Salvador did. He didn't sell tickets. He had the stands empty, so we don't run the stadium. <laughs> exactly. Or else we run in that shit too. So you go. Exactly. Um, your, your thoughts on on this beginning of the season so far? It's uh, my thoughts. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm happier today that we've recovered two points uh, on Porto already. So I'm happier today. But obviously, it started off. It started off a bit weird, right? I was at the Supertasa game, 
that, that we won. We won the Tasa. And I, I'm just sitting there watching that Volvista game, right, and leading up to the Volvista game and everything that came after because of the loss. And it's like, it's weird, right? So, like, only us, right? We beat rivals. We win an important trophy, right, because it's head-to-head against them. And But as for contrary, it's almost like, it almost felt like we didn't win because we came into that, that Boavista game with so much turmoil and obviously the games after that. But then there was a sensation like, did, será que a gente ganhou mesmo supertaça? Parece que a gente tinha entrado na época a perder. When in reality, like we clinched our first major objective, um, you know, and there was a little bit of panic early on, but I think I think now we're a little bit uh, more at ease that, that Porto dropped those points uh, against Aroca. Uh, já acabou o jogo? <laughs> já acabou o jogo? <laughs> I mean, only in a, in a league like this are we even behind those guys. Those guys should have nowhere near the 10 points that they have. But but to stick in Benfica terms, I mean, it, it, it's good that we already recovered two out of those three points that we lost. Yeah, I know it's early, but as you guys know, I mean, this league, no spot for them wins points. No. Um, on the podcast, he's been on this show, I should say, for two minutes, and he spent a minute and 38 seconds of those two minutes talking about Porto. Não I don't know if you thought you were joining, I don't know what other part. This is Benfica. Tá bem? Part of Hugo's Benficaismo is to hate Porto also. I'm two things. I'm a Benficaista and I'm an anti-Porto. There's nothing I hate more in the world than that shit club. Uh, Hugo, what do you think about uh, Champions League expectations? What are, what are your expectations for the Champions League, considering the group that we were drawn into? Well, I think I think we have to be penciled as favorites to advance, obviously, along with Inter. Um, I do think it's a tricky group, though. Um, obviously, you have you have Real Sociedad, which is a non-traditional Spanish side, but they did finish top four. Uh, I know I heard Chris talk about it last week, and I agree with him. Uh, that that trip's not going to be easy, and then even Red Bull Salzburg has had some decent campaigns in Europe lately. Uh, but with that said, you know, again, um, I think it's a group that that we should be that we should be okay to advance in. But we've seen Benfica turn the easy hard and turn the hard easy, so Benfica is always one of those double-edged sword. But I expect us to advance along along with Inter. And I think I think our our calendar, the way the way it was drawn out, is actually favorable for us as well. Um, so hopefully it all pans out. But obviously Tuesday night is crucial, right? Anything but three points would be devastating for our for our hopes in that group. Yeah, you want to open up at home, and you want to open up with the with three points, especially against and, and regardless, right? But still, it's the it's the team uh, that came out of uh, pot four, correct? Is Salzburg? Um, oh no, uh, Real Sociedad. Sorry Sociedad about that. Pop four. Yeah, but you know, playing at home, I think that usually when you could get max points at at home, you're in pretty good shape to to make that that knockout round. Um, are you of the opinion that uh, Roger Schmidt should change to a four three three, like Cristiano? Um. I, I, to yes and no, right? I, I do agree with, with what Chris is saying because I also agree. I, and, and him and I have had this chat privately. I think right now, right now, João Neves brings more to the table than, than Kokchu. Um, so I do agree with him as well. It's it's criminal to have João Neves on the bench. 
Um, so if you're going to continue in this system, I'm more me personally. I'm more comfortable with with Tino and Neves out there over Tino and Kokshu. Now, guys, we know that we know that Orkin's going to play, right? It's the highest paid, high, most expensive transfer in our club's history. He's going to play, yes or yes. Um, so with that said, I, I mean, I, I agree with what Chris is saying with the four three three, but for me, what's what's most after the Neves the Neves stuff. I think Neres has to play, man. So any type of formation that's going to include David Neres is, is what I want to see. Um, you know, uh, it's just asinine to me. It's my mind-boggling that we have Neres on the bench. It's it's good to have agree or not. like that on the bench, though. <laughs> at, ver- uh, at the very, bro, at the like very this, worst. Right? It's like I've told Chris privately, right? I think 80% of our fixtures... You can play with Di Maria and Neres. I don't buy that that whole BS. Like, oh, Neres doesn't defend Di Maria. Name what 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 world class players like that defend? Name me one. Like their mission is simple and clear. It's to create. It's to score goals. It's to assist goals. It's not to worry about their defensive half. It, it really isn't. Um, so eighty percent of our fixtures against the Juventus, the Tondelas, etc. I mean, those guys are compatible. I don't buy that at all. Now, if you're telling me you're going into a, a hard away game in the Champions League, or if you're playing at the Ladron, or if you're going to Avalad, even Braga, and you want to, you know, Kesi Klibramais will make up, you bring in a Jomadi or an Auschwitz, I'm on board with that. But 80% of our fixtures, I think it's compatible. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What What else, man? You always got a lot to, to talk about. And- all that- before you go, I think it's important also to get these guys involved. Bola Caderno says Benfica will be fine against Vizela since they no longer have Alvaro Piki Blinders Pacheco as their coach. <laughs> uh, and then he also asked another question. Why are no fans allowed for Inter Benfica uh, at the San Siro? If you guys recall uh, Caderno, uh, Bola Caderno, if you recall last last campaign where Benfica was playing against Inter in the Champions League quarterfinals, couple of the knuckleheads decided to throw some uh, pyros or whatever, flares, uh, into the crowd below them. And so, therefore, Benfica got fined and, and punished. And, you know, uh, one of the punishments was that they, they're they not allowed to sell tickets to their fans for, for, for the first uh, road game of the, this new Champions League campaign. Yeah. Yeah, Benfica were already on the uh, probation. Uh, because of similar behavior by the fans, and I think that uh, once that happened at, at Inter, it was uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. Hugo, what else you got to say, man? Excited that we, we signed the real left back. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Uh, That's how- what I have to say. I'm, I'm, I got my hopes, my hopes... Uh, for Juan Bernat, I mean, uh, I think I think that's an upgrade on, on Grimaldo, actually. And I'm just glad we brought somebody of that caliber in because I'm telling you, man, I, I've been I've been so upset with 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 uh, Benfica's you know the politics that they've had at left back, bringing in Jurassic for like I mean, how is that guy worth 14 million? I what's mind-boggling to me, right? For a club like Benfica paying these 14, 15, 20 million uh, transfers. It thinks it, it's got to be for a certainty. You know what I mean? Thinks it for a for a jogador que não engana, somebody that we know is coming in. He possesses titularism. We cannot afford to spend that type of money on a project of a footballer. That's really what stood out to me with that transfer. Because uh, say what you want, I mean, you're buying a kid from from the Czech league, 
for 14 million euros. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. So I'm glad that we were able to rectify that error um, at the end of the Murkaz there. And um, I think somehow that's tied with with the whole Gonzalo Helms going to PSG and us doing them a favor with the financial fair play by him only coming on loan for this year. I think that somehow is tied in with that with that Hummers deal. So I'm glad we were able to fix that at the end there. Which, so do, do you think uh, that Jurassic will ever reach his potential? And, and at what point? Season two? I hope I'm wrong. I hope I eat crow. Anyone who knows me personally knows I like nothing more than to eat crow when it comes to Benfica. Okay, because when I'm eating crow, that means Benfica's winning. Or I, I was wrong on something that, that benefits Benfica. With that said, from what I've seen so far, I just don't nada. I just don't know. I don't like his touch. I don't like the way he defends. Um, I don't know, man. I haven't been impressed. I know it's early. Again, I would love to eat crow, but I, I think it's going to be another one of those disappointing signings um, that we're we're going to look back at and uh, and really say, how the fuck did this happen? A lot like the João Vitor signing. I didn't like the João Vitor signing last year. Chris knows that. You know that. And I just hope it doesn't turn out uh, like that. Because right now we don't even like we're we're hanging on to João Vitor because we have to. Uh, we really don't want him, right? But it's like you know you've invested nine ten million in him and you can't just let him go. I hope Jurassic doesn't become that. But I don't see. I'm I'm not confident. Let's just put it that way. I hope I'm wrong. Okay, I think that's fair. I, I I don't think that uh, a lot of people disagree with you, uh, but yeah, the the money in terms of how much we spent for a project, you know, that's that's arrive and start type of money for me. Yeah, tem que ser um jogador que é uma certeza que é para entrar de caras. Yeah, and let's face it, this player isn't. It's it's a it's a project of a player, and uh, and listen, Rui Costa said it himself last week in that interview. Um, he was talking about in relation to Bernat and, uh, and Jurassic. And, I mean, he doesn't have to say it. I mean, we could all see it. So, right now, I don't think he's Benfica caliber. Obviously, I again, I really hope I eat crow on that. And, uh, you know, we're sitting here having to praise him soon. That would be great news. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right, man. Appreciate you joining us. Guys, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I... Uh, I know I'm friends with you guys off air, but you guys really do a great job at least getting us to, uh, you know, to, to, to listen to some Befica content in English from guys that know their shit. Um, you know, the guys in the chat are engaged. It makes it fun. It makes it fun yeah. to come on here, um, whether whether it is on air or whether it is just, uh, just chatting away with the guys. So thank you guys for, for doing this every week. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely, and, th and thank you for being a supporter. See ya. Always. Carrega Benfica. Carrega. <laughs> Later, guys. Later, thank bro. you. Bye. Later. Later. There goes our buddy, Cristiano. You didn't have much to say. Usually you guys are, are engaged in, in very uh, intense conversation. I mean, you're, you're like, that's a pregunta. Are you giving the people an opportunity to speak? Yeah. It's not my... So I'm just sitting here in case I'm like the crutch. If you need me, you call on me. So you don't fall over. So you know, <laughs> let the people get their get their voice out, get their thoughts out.
Yeah, Bruno Bru- 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 Rodriguez had, had jumped on uh, Zoom, but I guess he had to go. So if you want to join back in, go ahead, Bruno. Um, yeah. Why don't we speak? Bruno Teixeira is who we spoke. Oh, Diogo Reis is here. Diogo, hop on, hop on that Zoom, Diogo. Come on, Miro. You have... You, Diogo is is a celebrity Freddy. He has to come on. Yo, no Diogo has, has to go to work, bro. He has to go to work. Two minutes, man, while he brushes his teeth. <laughs> yeah, stop messages on um, direct messages on Instagram and hop on. He likes to do that, Alfred. Well, he's, he's a funny uh, guy. <laughs> he's like Mo. Where's Mo? Have you spoken to Mo lately or no? Mo was like that. He was listening oh. to podcasts and... and, and Direct messaging us. Mo's a great guy. Mo is Mo's a, great a great guy. I miss Mo. I mean, to, to be brutally honest with you, man. Um, since today is about the fans, right? I'll stick with the fans. I mean, the fans. I should say the listeners. The fans. What the, I hate saying that word. Today's about the listeners and, and the supporters. And uh, I think we've said this over the years. I don't know how many times we keep repeating the same thing, but you know, it's it's when it's the truth. Stay Yeah. And is all these guys we've met through the podcast? They, they're all great guys. Yeah. Some have a bigger pancada than others, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So do I. So it is what it is, man. It's just, it's, it's, these guys are all terrific, man. And in one way or another, and it's, it's lovely to chat with these guys all fair on air, whatever the opportunity is. Uh, the guys that, that listen to us on a regular know where I were to find me on socials. Um, they know that they could reach out anytime and we BS a lot. We, we laugh a lot. We share a lot of laughs. It's, just you know, it's the, the whole family is is tremendous, man. A bunch of really good guys. Yeah, BGR, welcome. What's happening, my friend? Good day, mate. Years. Hello. There he is. What's happening? Yes, sir. <laughs> How are you guys doing? A great uh, salute de Montréal. Oh, salute! I thought yes. who was the other? <laughs> we got so many Brunos. There's another Bruno that's yeah, in. Uh, now this is, I'm Bruno Jules Rodriguez. Oh, I'm Bruno, living in Montreal. You're right. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Yeah, bonsoir. Guys, um grand abraço for what they share doing this. I'm sempre to hear your podcasts when I can't listen live. I always get the podcasts like the Befic Independent and the Befic FM. I uh, listen to them all, and especially I like to uh, hear a nice uh, uh, relato when I'm driving downtown Montreal, and when Befica scores, I make sure everyone else listens, that uh, I bring down the windows, and I put the volume at maximum, so everyone listens. And then you, uh, you follow that up with some Kim Barreiros <laughs> at the end of the game? <laughs> no, man, don't talk about Kim Barreiros, he did the worst. When we think Kimba is really low we came out with this last song about water that is really really like you dig a hole to bring it even deeper it's really really bad See, I haven't heard that it. song about oh man don't, don't google it, it. it's really I'll bad you, i'll take your word for it so bruno what's what's on your <laughs> mind man what's going on what what, yeah. do, you, what do you think of Benfica so far this season well i think this season is a little bit in my opinion like the one that we missed the penta i think this one is very important because one only one team goes uh, directly to the champions league that's why porto is doing all these shenanigans with um, they tried to get excuses to everyone talks about everything except how poorly they're playing 
So we just do it like me. Uh, don't listen to CMTV and anything else. Just Benfica TV, you guys, because they are trying hard to to like para disfarçar o que é que a miséria que é que eles estão quase a cair yeah. aquilo anda como o meu pai dizia estão presos por aramos yeah and yeah they're trying to and um, I hope Benfica is, is a good team and uh, I hope uh, um, you know, Roger learn a little bit from last year about those international breaks I believe this year we're going to come strong because we have to and there's these two next games I find they are really crucial for uh Vizela and uh, the Champions League, we have to get the two wins. If we get these two wins, I think Benfica will, will start a little bit of the role compressor, like uh, we used to yeah. say in Jesus. Jesus time. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, that's that. I think that's a that's a fair assessment. Uh, we've always had problems coming out of the international break, especially last season. So, and, and then ahead of the Champions League, we hope that uh, the team refocus gets the win in Vizela and then goes with a more even more focused mind into the game against Salzburg. What do you think about uh, our our what what are your expectations uh, in terms of the Champions League? Well, I think it's a, it's a, it's a tight uh, um, uh, group, but I think um, we're going to we're going to beat it uh, Inter. I think this time we have to uh, beat them. It's like a couple of times you don't. But uh, very at least the second place. And uh, I'm in a point that I think we had a good team. If we ever fell down to UEFA, UEFA League, I think we had uh, we have a, a chances of going to the final. And, and I'm always torn about uh, doing a good Champions League and then getting eliminated at the uh, quarter final, or if we should at least get uh, to the final and finally win a cup, even if it's uh, a Liga Europa. At least we had another uh, a third uh, European league, but I know for the money and everything, it's and the prestige. Benfica has to be in the Champions League, but I would like to see Benfica win uh, a European Cup. So I don't even mind if we would go. Uh, not maybe not this year. If we had a, um, a group with the Real Madrid and the Bayern and uh, harder teams, this way we had a good excuse. Okay, we went out, but now let's focus on winning a UEFA. Yeah, because I remember. Well, I, I I I came to Montreal when it was '95 when we had on the peak of uh, they called uh, Vietnam. the Vietnam and we missed those those and I was all happy with those finals with Jesus and we missed them. So I think it would be great for Fika to have at least a, uh, a West League or something. Yeah, I I think that um, at at. With Benfica being the club that it's been and kind of being reborn from the ashes of Vietnam and, and, and getting back um, that consistency of winning a Portuguese title, I think we started dreaming a little bit past domestically. Uh, and But I also think that when we started that dream, we always felt that the Champions League and fighting with clubs like Barcelona, Real Madrid... Bayern Munich and a couple of the English teams was always something that, that was going to be a very, very tall task. So I think that we kind of lowered uh, what our expectations should be. And we started looking at the Europa League as something that we that was accessible and that we could win. I think right now, the way I feel about this Benfica and, and how Benfica has done these past couple of years, we're a team that 
deserves to be in in the quarterfinals of the Champions League every every year. At least our stature calls for it. Uh, and not that I'm downplaying the Europa League, but I I think that at, at this point, I think that I much rather be knocked out on the first round than go down to the to the uh, to the Europa League. I don't know if that's you feel the same way. Yeah, no, for sure, getting knocked down. But if I have the choice, if someone uh, gave me the choice, you had a, you want to be uh, knocked down right away or won the Europa League, I would go for the winning the Europa League once, and then uh, I would forget about that and go on. Go on. But for sure, if we're going to get the 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 eights or the quarterfinals or a semifinal, for sure, I would go for that instead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's very easy for a, for a team that's been in the Champions League with, with some regularity and frequency to say, man, we're just going to drop down to the Europa League because at least we'll get that trophy. We're, we're good enough to get that trophy. I don't know. Cristiano, how do you, how do you feel ab about that? I, I know that you, you're the same opinion that Benfica's rightful place is in the quarterfinals, but would you take um, a semifinal appearance in the Champions League over a final appearance in uh, in the Liga Europa. Yeah, Pop. For me, it's simple. The only way I accept anything in Europa is if you tell me I won the the damn thing. Exactly. Just, I mean, Europa just to win, not not a final. Just we have to win. Final, I don't want. I'd rather go to the semifinals. If you're telling me, look, you get knocked out in the group stage, but you're gonna go on to win the Europa League final. It's not a trophy that excites me very much, but at the end of the day, like Bruno said, it's another European title. So I'll, you know, it is what it is. I'll take a chip. I'll take a championship, right? A title. But if it's a final, and no guarantees. If I give me a semi-champions no. league, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Bruno, you've been in Montreal since '95. '95, yeah, yeah. Montreal. Like uh, my, you know, my wife. I was born, uh, you know, Magda from um, yeah. Benfica. Yeah, I was uh, born close to Alcanena, where uh, the parents are. So my wife kidnapped in here. I was always, why here? So much snow and cold. I'm still not used to this. <laughs> uh, plus the French. It's the, the French Quebecois, for you to have an idea, is uh, the same thing as Texans compared to British. Oh. So, if you if you speak French from France, they look a bit like gayish, and here it's like more Texans. So, like, <laughs> it's it's not a, the same French at all. Awesome, but uh, they get along, and uh, it's it's a nice city. It's a very uh, European city. You can have all kinds yeah. of Portuguese, Greeks, Italians, uh, whatever. It, it, it's good. Yeah, I've, I've and it's not that far from from nice cities like uh, Toronto, New York, Boston. I just was last weekend in Boston. Actually, I have a quick, quick story. Uh, remember when Befica won the uh, uh, summer um, Champions League 1-0 against Milan in uh, Boston? I went there with my kid. And my kid is, um, my kid named is Gabriel. So I just did the trip, uh, parent and kid to, uh, to um, I think was on the Patriot Stadium. Yeah. And um, I bought the tickets close to where the, the, the line where the players are. So uh, I tried everything. When Gabriel uh, Appelt was still there, so I screamed. They he sent me his shirt, so I grabbed his shirt. So my kid, his name is Gabriel, and the Gabriel number is eight, which is my kid's birthday. That's so now awesome. my, uh, my my kid Gabriel has a Gabriel's shirt with number eight. That was pretty cool. 
That's a great story. Mr. Gabriel. Yeah, that, that, this is a Benfica does these things, man. And I think I, I suffer more since I left Portugal for Benfica than I was there. Because there, I think you, you take it for granted. And here Benfica is like my religion. And I don't know you guys, sometimes my wife complains that uh, I do my life around the Benfica schedule. So I plan my stuff uh, according to when Benfica plays, and she 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 <laughs> busts my balls a little bit, but that, that's Benfica, man. Yeah, that's the level of, of our life. <laughs> Conversation with the boys from Benfica FM over the years, man. For, for you know, it's been a while, and I've said exactly that. When you're there, it's not that you don't love the club. Obviously, you go to away games, you follow the club, but you know, like I, I guess it's a good word you use. You take it for granted. You can see it every week. We're outside. Exactly. And to us, you know, any glimpse we get of Benfica, you know, it's just, it, it, it's hard to explain. I tell people, when you're at a stadium, Benfica, win or lose, you go outside, you hang out at the roulettes, you go to bars, you hang out with people. Here, transmission's done, and you turn around, and you just, a lot of times, you're just looking for people to talk to. Yeah. To, to, to really know just yeah. That's when you guys do a great job. Is when we can to uh, listen to you guys live. You have the podcasts, and it's a little extension of the family. Now the guys that feel the same that we do. So uh, hands up for you guys. You guys do a great job and keep on the good work. Okay, man, I appreciate it, Bruno. I appreciate your support, man. I appreciate you being on our chat and and watching us live every uh, every week, man. Certainly appreciate that and. And uh, bon, bon chance, right? Bon chance, good luck. <laughs> Merci and carrega Benfica. Let's go for the 39 and then the 40, like uh, Roger said. 39 and 40. All right, buddy. You know, Take care, guys. It was a pleasure, man. Same, Bruno. Carrega Benfica. Take care. Everyone noons. I'm the only Benficaista in Colorado. Look at that. I'm, I have no idea where half these people are popping up from, but it's just it's great when you open this up and you get to see so many people. I think Mario Mota is getting ready to come on with us. There he oh, is. He he's, bo- he's here? Oh, oh, there Mario. My, like, like an amateur hour here. I didn't even have my audio on. There we go. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, man. Mario, no, no, welcome, man. Mario, How you been? You been good? Good, man. Been good. Mario Mota of uh, Befica After 90 uh, Project, man, which we uh, we enjoy so much. What's going on, my friend? How you guys doing? I just heard, I heard there's some beautiful people online, so I have to, you know, see if I get my OnlyFans time with you guys. And I don't know how much I got to pay for the for the time here, but you got beautiful only, smiles. He's got the OnlyFans account. <laughs> I just got I got to figure out I got to get the Venmo working so I can send the cash over. <laughs> my, so what's going on, man? What what do you think of the season so far, man? Up until this international break. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. I got to say, we, we started with a, with a speed bump, right, with the first match, which was unfortunate. Uh, there's always a fear of Bifikisha, and you don't have nerves about a season given the, the comings and goings of players and the Kung Fu Sun that tends to happen anyways around the club and the league. Um, so there's always been nervousness, but I, it's building up. I think we got a great project right now. It's it's a good time to be a Bifikisha. Like, at the end of the day, it's there's, nothing's easy for us. But at the same time, I do feel we have a lot of the right pieces to do something special. And um, one thing, which it's kind of a sad statement, but the idea that Bifika could be in the Champions League knockouts for a third year in a row, uh, sadly, that's just not something we've been seeing as a fan base throughout our lifetime. Yeah, That's just the reality of it. And so the, it's, we got 
the good fortune to have a good group stage. Last year we had a tough group stage, so it's nice that we actually got a decent one. Um, I think any, if you underestimate any team in, in Europe, you tend to regret it down the road. But um, just helped hook up my parents with tickets for the Salzburg game. Hopefully they get a win there very soon. We're off to a great start. Um, so I'm super stoked about that. I, I think there's going to be a lot of egg on our faces if we can't close out domestically, hopefully with not just the Liga, but with a few cups. Uh, so I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. we got a lot of parts. Sometimes it's kind of weird also. we got so many good parts that we have these complaints. You know, rightfully so. Like I say, Nader's not playing. Certain guys aren't yeah. playing. People are saying this guy should play, that guy should play. But um, it's nice to have a problem having depth and options. Like a few years ago, it's like, who do you got? And you're just like, Oh, there's a kid on the B team. I heard he had a, a good first appearance in the second division. Maybe he can be our representation in Europe and, and drive us to the future with no minutes under his belt, right? Yeah. So we got options now, man. It's like an exciting time. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think that the the level of arguments that us Mefigisters are having these days are a lot different than the arguments we were having a couple seasons ago. Uh, certainly, you know, arguing that Neres should should start over João Mario, you know, that's think about the the argument that you're having there, you know, in terms of before it was it was João Mario and and some Mijanescada somebody <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you know, but it's it's good to have, but I think that what what it does it it, it raises the bar because Cristiano says this yeah. all the time because. Our expectations of Benfica are too low for the for the club's history and the club's stature, both domestically, but especially in Europe. Uh, and Wait, I not think we need to raise not it up. Not expectations. The word is exigencia. Translate that into English. Not expectations. The demand. The demand, the, 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 the minimum that we require from this team, right? Because this team is a team that has everything, this club, I should say, has everything to be a, gi a giant, and it should be amongst the giants. I understand it's not going to be amongst the very few at the top because we're never going to be able to compete with these guys when it comes to the real competition nowadays, which is in the bank account department. But as far as the next group of clubs, Benfica should always be in this conversation. And so I've always felt that as Benficistas, we're too soft on Benfica. I understand that we've gone through some rough patches, But at the end of the day, I think we've recovered well enough. We sell tremendous amount of players. We're making money left and right. And it's time to eat more. It's time to demand that this club is able, like Mario said. I don't recall the last time Bifika's made it three times in a row or out of the the, the, the knockout stage. I mean, into the knockout. Not, not, not in the modern Champions League. And and the one thing I look at Bifika sometimes, and I part of me, it's I would love to see this, but partially. That sounds stupid for me to say I wouldn't like it. But you look at Bayern Munich. Befica's financial capacity relative to the rest of the league and its competitors is similar to Bayern Munich in Germany. Or PSG, Mario. Bayern Munich, PSG. That's yeah. it. it should be and, and I think it would be a little this horrible for me to say this. I love Befica. If they go a decade of titles, that'd be amazing. It's kind of boring for the rest of the people in the Liga, and it's not. I don't think it's good for domestic play for an extent. But if you look at the actual titles we've gotten over the last decade relative to the financial capacity we've gotten over the last decade, it, we have underperformed relative to our, our abilities and, and the, the backing we have. We have the fan base, we have the money, we have the rights. Every every category, we have all the advantages. Um, it'd be nice to actually see the club capitalize on it. I think snowball through the league, win the league this year, get a couple, hopefully, the best cups, go to Knox Champions League, 
and just start repeating that process. And I, I do believe success brings more success. Like if you're a, a talent Latin America, you're a young talent aspiring, and you get a call from various clubs, you hear Benfica, you get excited about that call. And you hear players say that all the time. But the more you're a regular in the Champions League, the more that call is is worth something. The more guys say, man, I'll, I'll take a pay cut to go there and, and launch my career and do something amazing. And you get to then leverage that. And you live in a beautiful city with great climate, yeah. great food, great everything, and you're still partaking in the Champions League. Yeah. You can subscribe to be, Mario. See, I, I love you. I've always loved you. you know that. <laughs> I love the fact that you're you're just basically repeating my thought process. What I've said along the years, Benfica is the Real Madrid, the Bayern Munich, the Paris Saint-Germain of Portuguese football. And the one thing that annoys me, to be brutally honest with you guys, and I'll be quiet. I'll, I'll pass the mic. Hey. Alfredo. But the one thing that annoys me is you speak to Benficistas in Portugal, and they love to brag that Somos os maiores de Portugal. We are. You hear them all the time. We're, yeah. we're the Real Madrid of, 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 of Spain, uh, of Portugal. Yada, yada, what I, exactly what I just said before. Right? Somos maiores. We have more fans than the other two combined. All this. But then they're soft when it comes to the club. They allow presidents to be there over 20 years, which is bullshitting in line, and they keep voting on them. That demand should always be there. Cutthroat. There is no luxury of giving people time. Benfica doesn't have that luxury. I told people, and Alfredo knows this. I've told Alfredo this over the years, and I've said it here on the podcast countless times. Benfica is not sporting, and I'm not being disrespectful towards sport, but sporting can come out here and tell you, I'm playing with a team under 19 today. All 11 starters are under 19. We're not going to compete for three. And the sporting will be content with that. Benfica will be content for five minutes until all the Seychelles kids are losing 3-0 to the studio, and then they want everybody fired. There is no luxury of time. So if you want to brag that you're the biggest and the baddest, which you are, demand that. Act like that. Demand that the club has an explanation for everything they do. Demand that the club signs great players. Demand the best because this is who they are. They have the capability to run off 10 in a row, like you said. I mean, if you look at the numbers, it's not even close financially. It's not close. Benfica is a shark in Portugal compared to the other two. And the one thing I'll throw on the financial side, which was happening for a few years, it was this, we're doing well financially, but then we need to sell. We're doing well financially, but we need to sell. And it always felt like kind of that smoke and mirrors where you're hearing the right news to an extent, and then you're seeing the right numbers. And then it feels like then summer rolls around and it's like, oh, we're destitute. We, we need to scrounge. We need to sell everything and, and buy a couple of gambles down in Latin America. Uh, right now, I feel the club, like the money we've made, I know the Gonzalo Ramos for whatever people think of that that deal. I think the reality is that we're getting a cash injection next window, not this window. And I hope that gives the club more financial stability to not need to sell. That if a club gets aggressive on our talents, we do what we did with Enzo and refuse to sell and force a high payment, right? And if you get stuck in a cycle where you're forcing high payments, it's just going to keep rolling and snowballing in. And I don't know. I think I think it's tough, obviously, when you look at the cities and the big clubs like that that have a lot of cash. But I don't think there's any reason why we're not a regular in the knockouts. And if we keep snowballing the money from the CL plus the higher demands for buyouts, and partly if clubs are, are dumb enough to always be paying over $100 million for our talents, so be it. They'll just make us stronger for it. But we need to take that capital and reinvest it. And, I, and one thing not to criticize is uh, back home, and I think there's a difference between the people in North America and overseas versus sometimes the ones in Portugal. They sometimes get really caught up in the other 
of the club. I like the Mully Dodge. I like what they do. I like all these other activities the club does. I think these are important things. They're fun. They're part of the community. Um, it does irritate you when I hear if we made a ton of money, but so much had to go out of the actual main club, the football club. So I'm, I'm hoping the club continues to head towards the primary focus. And if basketball is doing great and they get good sponsors and they can sign some basketball players, great, do it. If people want to pay money to go see Molly Dodge, great. I do get a little jaded when I hear, oh, Molly Dodge this weekend is free or, uh, you know, they're signing this guy and that guy and, you know, we make no money on sponsors. It's like, okay, you're, you're, you're taking the Enzo money that we just made or the Gonzalo Ramos money you're making next summer and buying a volleyball player. You know, and, and doing different things. And I just kind of, that's the part where I think the club really needs to get better at. But it's on the fans that really get very protective. And let's be honest, they, they, they'll they cry about us not signing talent, but then demand to pay one buck to see a Molidad. Yeah, that's the thing, Mario. That's what I was going to say. That that you're going to die on that hill, brother. Because I, I no, I, yeah, I, they, they, I know, I know tons of them. They, they get, they get really touchy with that stuff. I got shot in the head the long, long. <laughs> my, my bones are still there. But listen, the problem is not the club, and it's not the fans themselves. The problem to be no. this is not a political or financial podcast. I'm not in no way. Form am I trying to head down the but? You have to take into consideration salaries and stuff. Poor, poor, people in Portugal don't make a lot of money. And when you're talking about paying 15, 20 bucks, I got friends when when when, when they got to go away and pay 20, 25 bucks for a ticket to them. It's like, oh my God, the end of the world. But to you and I, it's, it's you know, funny. Yeah. But I totally understand when you're making the salaries, Portuguese salaries are. Probably the lowest. Uh, well, they're probably the lowest in, in 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 Europe. But I'm talking about the big boy countries, not the ones that are unfortunately going through the struggles, uh, wars and stuff. No, like the, the major Western countries. Like when you look at the the French, the Spaniards. If you're talking like top leagues and want to compete in top leagues, we're not there financially domestically. They got the lowest salaries amongst yeah. the Western European country. So I, I understand, man. I totally understand. The taxes are crazy over there. I understand it from one point, from one side, but at the end of the day, look, the club is there to make money. Um, they have to put athletes, top-notch athletes, on every modalidad if they want to compete and they want to be competitive and bring the name. But at the end of the day, like I've told people many times, I mean, look, I, I totally understand where they come from, right? Because they've told me, you know, you got the New York Knicks. That's your basketball team, right? Well, us is Benfica. You love the New York Rangers, right? Your hockey team. Yeah, us is Benfica. Uh, you know, whatever sport. So I, I understand. And then I'm not trying to knock. But Benfica's world, no, they got put on this map because of football. And to me, yeah. That, that's that's what pays the bills. That's the reality, man. One is one is your primary breadwinner, and one's your hobby. And it's uh, I'm not knocking. I love basketball. It's great that they win all these modalidades, but the one that matters is sport. Uh, is I'm sorry, is is the 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 football, the the you know the soccer championship. Yeah. And I, and I mentioned sport because I was thinking about sport. Sporting apparently over the last few years has won a tremendous amount of of, of cups when it comes to modalidades. But what's the only one that everybody really cares about? They care about those because obviously they know they can't. <laughs> well, that is one criticism that you know. I got, you know, we all have friends in Portugal, the different clubs. The sporting issues love all the titles they won in Molinage, but also in the same note, that's the Portugal value in a lot of their administration. They dumped a ton of cash into it, yep. and there are certain talents they couldn't keep at the football club, or certain issues they had at the football club, the prior one. And Sporting's had a few teams over the years that if they had a little bit slightly better talent, they'd be more competitive. And they've chosen to not win domestic titles because of Molly Dodge. 
that's the choice they made. They've chosen to not go further in Europe because of the Molinat, right? It's, it's the choices they make, and then they get to do a victory last thing. Oh, they beat uh, Bifika at Domino's, and the, the Domino champions are the Sweka champions yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Lisboa district in 96. Uh, and they do this whole victory parade, and it's like, oh, congratulations. Yeah, you, you paid a guy an extra 100 grand a year to play Domino's, and, and you won that card competition or whatever the heck you won. My favorite sport is the pitching a tent. You pitch a tent. Stupid. Yeah, that's, that's camping, hilarious. Camping, yeah. camping. And the thing is, I, I got we all got relatives. I got relatives back home that played on volleyball teams, at clubs that faced Mifika, they faced sporting. These are people that are playing at clubs in Portugal for almost no pay. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a hobby. It's nice. It's great that they have it, but you know, if all of a sudden Mifika decides to sign some former NBA player on a stupid contract just to kind of get bragging rights or something of sort. And they put themselves in a financial position where they said, oh, we didn't have enough money to give a guy an extra million dollar contract raise that could have helped the main club because they decided to spend a million bucks on the basketball team. That's the kind of stuff that irks me. I do think the club's getting stronger financially. I think they're doing a lot of the right things. Um, I just hope that they don't rest on their laurels. Like if we make the knockouts of the Champions League, we win the title this year, we don't start doing the victory lap and then pitching the tet and going on vacation and acting like it's guaranteed the following year. This is one of these things where it looks like we're there. Now this is when it gets tough. The toughest part is when you're having success is to go back and grind as if you haven't had success and come back hungrier the next year. Um, and that's what I think this club needs to get that mentality built in a bit more. Yeah. Got a question for you regarding your podcast. Yeah. Is, is NFL season mellow, Raider fan mellow, easier to easier to deal with during the NFL season or, or when the NFL season is over? <laughs> oh, in, ter- in terms of Mello, uh, getting a hold of him naturally is the toughest endeavor for anyone, including his wife. Uh, when you have the Raiders playing, the guy is a sport fanatic. The guy loves the Raiders. He loves uh, anything Oakland now, unfortunately, the, the Nevada team. Uh, but the A's and things of sort. And he, uh, I don't know if you guys know, he had a little one um, yeah, yeah. Uh, recently. And uh, yeah, no, it's hilarious. The guy, the guy is um, a very uh, much a person that lives in the moment. And he has so many shiny objects around him in L.A. right now. Not L.A., but outside of uh, San Fran. Um, and yeah, anyway, but when it is, when I've dealt with him over the years, when NFL is on, he's trying to watch Rafika, but he'll have one game on the Raiders, and his mind is like bouncing left, right, and center. It's hilarious. It's hilarious to watch. It's uh, He's a great guy. Man. You guys ever get a chance to go out on the West Coast, he will give you the best hospitality ever. He's, he's honestly. Oh, Alfredo, did you get a chance to run into him in Pittsburgh? I did. I think yeah, we all hang out in, uh, pers- in, in uh, Pittsburgh. I had to fly out, right? I had to fly out for me if he could come to purchase something and then go back. So I, I, yeah. I, I, the time where you were hanging out with all the boys, I didn't I didn't get that opportunity yeah. to meet yeah. them, right? No, you were working. You were working. Yeah. No, he's, he's a sweetheart. Um, uh, Joe also, I don't know if you guys have had much. Yeah. I know Mel is around longer, but Joe, Joe's a sweetheart also. Outside, close to your neck of the woods out towards uh, Boston area. Yeah. Um, and Luigi is just one heck of a hilarious character. Yeah, um, just, the funniest guy. Yeah, like, I just find it uh, great how uh, how Luigi manages to stay up. <laughs> I, I don't know. I honestly still don't know how he does it. Like he's, I find uh, the, the, not the he, he is finally getting to the stage of life. Sometimes all of Kavayach that right. Yeah. He's finally getting to the stage of life himself, where getting uh, like staying up beyond midnight. It's getting tough. He's having a hard time with it. Usually when we do things on the weekends, we're trying to do it earlier, so it works out well for Luis. He's feeling it more in the morning nowadays, especially at work. He, yeah. He's gotten more stable on the work front, which is good. Uh, but, yeah, 
it's fun, man. I, I, the advantage we have as, as we for is over many, many sports fans is the global connection, man. I went to I went to several Jays games this year. I always wear Bifika gear, one way or another. Even if I got some Jays paraphernalia or I go somewhere else and I got some other paraphernalia, I'll slap something Bifika, like a ball cap or something. The amount of shout-outs you get anywhere in the world you go, yeah. it's, it's a cool feeling. Yeah. All right, brother. We're gonna we're gonna let you go. We appreciate your support as always. If you want to check out uh, Mario uh, and Mellows and Joe's and Louis' project, uh, Bifiga after ninety, they try to come on after every Bifiga game. Just break down the the game and and award the the chorizo, uh of the game. Yeah, we're, we're we're highly focused on on men's chorizo, uh on the program. Uh, we take it very seriously. We do various measurements of them and. Which one deserves that honor the most? It's, awesome, man. It's a big... All right. You guys have a wonderful evening, man. I love yeah, you guys. Okay? Appreciate your support as always. Take care, Mario. Bye. Bye. All right. It's always good to uh, hear a familiar voice, uh, Cristiano. And Mario goes back with us uh, for quite a bit, man. Mario's been a, he's one of the old Great. schoolers. Beautiful family. I wish those guys success on their podcast. And once again, thanks. Thanks to Mario for coming on and spending a couple of minutes with us. Yeah. It's always good. Hear different opinions, different uh you know, different thought process. But he pretty much when it came to the dots, they sound like me a few years ago. If you yeah. recall, I was uh I was wait a minute. Evil Peters. Wait a minute, hold on. Is, wait, Evil <laughs> Peters is out here? Evil is Peters. That, Welcome, Evil. Evil, unmute yourself. If this is the evil Peters I'm thinking about, it's got to be. It's the only one I know. Yeah. I was about to say, how many evil Peters do you know? He's the only one. He's the but only one? doesn't mean he's the only one I know. It doesn't mean he's the only one out there. You know him personally? Yeah. That's my boy. boy. <laughs> long time. Long, 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 long time. Evil, let us know when, like when you're alive. It's connecting to he was, audio. He was in, I believe right now, I think he's in West Orange. Just so you know, you're muted, evil. Unmute yourself. West Orange, nice. What's happening? How you doing, Cristiano? What's up? <laughs> I just wanted to pop up. Good oh, man. man. What's I'm, going on? I'm glad that you uh, much, joined man. us. Thanks for joining us, man. What's on your mind? Talk to us. No sweet fika, Pac. Make it. No sick campeones. Okay. Am I still muted? No, you're good. No, you're good. Good. How you guys doing? Good, man. Uh, what's uh, what's your take on uh, Benfica season so far? You I mean, um, you know, it's uh, well. First, I just wanted to say I I try to catch the uh, podcast live all the time, but it's uh, at a time where usually I'm busy. Yeah. Appreciate but um, it, man. I always try to hear you guys whenever I can in my car. Hear Cristiano talking smack all the time. <laughs> Brings back the old days. That's a specialty. Yeah. So what's happening? But, um, I think uh, as far as Benfica goes, I mean, I'm 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 an old school Benficaista. Um, you know, we we're like traumatized at, at, at a certain time. But I feel like things in the past, I'd say three years, even counting the seasons that we haven't won, um, I think we're on the right track, man. I, I, 
I'm not that Benfiquista that's always complaining, that's always judging, that's, you know, I don't jump the gun. I wait until things happen. I want to see at least a half a season of a player until I actually, I say, all right, listen, this guy is is, is not it. Um, but yeah, like Jurasek, I, I can't say if he's good or not. I've seen some good things. I've seen, I haven't seen anything really bad from him to, to, to be critical, you know. But um, I think we're stacked on every position. Obviously, we needed another right back. We don't have a backup for Rabat. And I think he actually just got hurt on, yeah. on international uh, duties. Yeah. But um, I like Musa. I, I watched the guy play, and I think he's he's got it. And uh, he plays with, you know, with Gara, which is something that I think every player should have. Yeah. Um, our new signing, the forward, I'm not sure about him. I've seen YouTubes. I haven't really watched the Fiorentina game where he plays or anything in Brazil that I could say that, you know, I, I, I trust in the guy. But, you know, I, I feel like our attack is dynamic. We need that dynamic player like Gonzalo Ramos that participates in play and comes back and gets the ball. I don't know how a, a guy that's just up there, you know, Yeah. It's going to work out. I hope it does. But other than that, I think we're good. Having a lot of players is good. Yeah, it's a good problem. Last man. year, we complained about rotation. Yeah. You know, oh, this guy doesn't roll. Now we can rotate all we want, you know. Yeah, now the problem is Maria is not going to play every week. Exactly. Like, say again. Now the problem is that who who do you, who do you sit <laughs> for all the rotation yeah. that we need? Here's a question that hasn't been asked all, all night on the pod, at least not since I've been on. I know I came, in, I came on late. Question I have is, uh, where you stand, Evo? You ready to to, to give the reins to to Truven, or are you still rolling with Samu? I think, obviously, Samu is a little bit, you know, inexperienced. I would say. Um, people say in that game where we, um, what game was that? What was the last game we we allowed like two goals? It's been uh, almost every road. game. <laughs> aside was on the road. From, <laughs> yeah, right. Except the last the one. game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People were saying like the first goal or the second goal was a frangu, the one inside the box that was like a little bit scrappy. Yeah. For me, that wasn't a frangu. It's up close. I mean, it's not a one of those plays that you're like, oh, man, this guy made a big mistake. Yeah. But um, I like that he plays well with his feet. Yeah. Not like Ederson well, but he, he he plays with his feet, which I heard Trubin doesn't. That's not one of his, you know, things that he's really good at. Um, I think that's something that Benfica needs. We play out the back. We don't just... That was one thing that when Odisej was playing the very first game of the season, the Supertasa game against Porto, there was a time we were just... He was just... We weren't playing out the back. And I think Benfica should always play out the back. We want the ball. We don't have a, a Statua up there. We don't have a Cardozo up there or a Darwin even that can receive and hold the ball, you know. So hopefully Trubin, is, you know, improves his, his footwork. Yeah. But I don't know if he's ready. You know, I'd have to be over there at the practice. Yeah. I think he's good with his feet, bro. I think you guys will be happy. But I think the guy's the complete package. Look, You've seen him uh, in training? No, I mean, uh, I don't have that access. 
What? <laughs> oh, I thought you were big time over there with your media pass. <laughs> Man, I used to teach oh, Cristiano see? about tactics back in the 90s. That's why I don't know nothing about tactics now. But uh, I think Truven, I think Truven, you guys will all like, I think this is a guy that's a complete package. I think once he gets that call, I think that the goal is going to be his until he parts. Uh, Yeah. So I think we're all going to be excited. I'm super excited for this kid. Uh, I I mentioned way back in June that I would have gone and, you know, and signed this kid. And so trust me, when it happened, I was shocked that it happened first. I was happy as hell. Um, How about the price tag? I, I I didn't like the price tag, but it wasn't because of the price tag itself. I didn't like the fact that you pay ten mil for what sixty percent. Yeah, I didn't like that. Something like that. I don't know exactly. I just paid the eighteen mil and gotten a hundred percent. That's what I would have done. And I had to have the conversation. Yeah. That's that's a classic FM move. You never get percentages, right? <laughs> <laughs> especially in a goalkeeper like this, when the kid there's has a, there's a future. Yeah, he has all the tools to be successful. I mean, you're talking about you pay $10 million now. And, and I'm not that goalkeepers go for that type of money. I mean, let's not forget the most expensive goalkeeper is Kepler, and I think it was $70 million. But Look at Onana, just left Inter for like 55 or 50 and he's, and he's 27 or whatever it is. But That's crazy. The point is that if he leaves for like 60 70 mil, let's just say, because as we know, these prices year in, year out, they're just going up higher and higher, right? And yeah. so goalkeeper leaving in three years – you know, spectacular goalkeeper for for that type of price. You're looking at seventy million. You're looking to give Shakhtar another what twenty, twenty five million out of that for forty percent. Crazy, yeah. yeah. So you're gonna wind up like in the end when Benfica's done paying for him, he's gonna be one of the top five most expensive goalkeepers of all time. Twice, mm-hmm. yeah. And the Benfica would have paid. So it just to me it made no sense. But then again, you know, I'm just a ma- a manager specialist, not a real time specialist. Yeah. So, it goes back to the financial thing, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's something that Porto does a lot. Porto sells a player, they got to pay like three or four guys part of the money. You know, it's like Benfica, oh. I feel like we don't have the necessity of doing things like that. But maybe they didn't, you know, they weren't 100% sure on the guy or, you know, I don't know. There could be like a lot of different factors. Maybe Shakhtar was like, no, you know, maybe it wasn't up to us. You know what I mean? Maybe they were like, nah, you could only have this much. He has one year left on his contract. So, I mean, how much wiggle room did they really he have? probably had yeah. more leverage. Yeah, you're right. But, you he know. Was, well, because at the end of the day, the rumor was that he was he had reached an agreement with Inter Milan already. Uh, yeah. year on the free. And then Inter offered, I think, was 12 mil for his, pa- for, for, for his pass. And they still said no. So, I mean, 18 mil, I think, would have still been a very good offer. But, again, I mean, look, it's just that's water under the table. We'll talk about it off the air. I think, I think Inter – Came off with uh, the goalie they got from Bayern, Sommer. Six mil. Yeah. Yep. He's an old man, but, you know, it's a guaranteed you have a great goalie. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Eva, what's your expectations of the Champions League with this Champions group League. that we got? Next week. Um, I'm always one of those cautious guys, man. I don't like to, like, oh, we should beat this team, we should beat that team. I think they're all problematic. I think Inter Milan is pretty much the same. They lost their goalie. They got another great goalie, which I arguably better than Onana. I don't know. You know, it's they're they're right there. He's definitely more like secure. I feel like um, they lost um, the guy to Saudi Arabia. What's his name? Um, Brazenik, right? Yeah. Um, 
but they the kid Fratesi on loan, and that kid looks like he's gonna be one of the next Italian uh, stars, you know, coming through. He's still very young, and he started for the the national team. They scored two goals. They won two to one against Ukraine. And that mm-hmm. look, it's gonna be one of those deals that I just see sooner or later they're gonna trigger the option to purchase them. The kid's got a very, very, very bright future. You throw him in with Barella, yeah. I think Barella is tremendous. I think Barella is one of those players that a lot of people don't keep an eye on. They don't appreciate, but the dude is just an absolute baller. There's nothing the kid can't do, special, mm-hmm. special kid. So, I mean, to say that they're the same, no, I mean, they did lose some key players. Like you said, Brozovic is a guy that obviously gives us – he's like one of those rovers, a guy that could just do anything in the midfield. The guy was all over the pitch, and he could control the game. Yeah. Now, but – it's still a team that's going to be very competitive, and it's an Italian team, and they're going to play that that calcio nacho, whatever it's called, calcio nacho. I can't even pronounce it. That whole. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Inter. It's going to be fifty-fifty for us. It's going to depend on. I think they're pretty consistent how they play. I think we saw that last year, and like you said, they lost two players, two main players. They got some good signings. Two. Uh, let's not forget Lukaku bounced as well. He's in Rome. Lukaku. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't think he started last season at all, though, did he? Played, but he still. He I mean, still, mostly. Yeah, but he played though. When he came in, he was still, you know, he was still a very tough striker. Yeah. Body. I mean, you know, you Antonio Silva and 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 Otamendi burn off a lot of calories dealing with that guy. So yeah. But I think we should obviously. That's the obvious, right? We should beat Real Sociedad. We should beat Salzburg. But those are tricky teams, you know. Yeah. Any Spanish team that's in the Champions League, it's going to be a tricky team. Yeah. Salzburg is one of those Red Bull teams where young players come out of there all the time, you know, coaches and you know, they ha- always have the possibility to do something. And we're kind of in that situation where we're Cabezas said, but you know. Yeah. It's <laughs> tricky. It's one of those tricky ones. Yeah. I always feel like in that sense, Porto always gets lucky with the with the Champions League groups, man. Always. Yeah. But um, it's going to be up to to to, to Roger Schmidt to get the team ready to play because, as you mentioned, young players at Salzburg want to make a name for themselves. Yeah. yeah. And he has to to get that in Benfica's mind that even though we're playing a smaller team, this is a team that. Players bounce left and forth, uh, left and right, and, and they obviously have a lot of ability. And then, as you said, man, clubs in Spain, the fact that they finished top four should not be taken lightly. No. These are clubs that can play football. I, I've said it all the time uh, for years after year that these clubs are well-groomed. They're well-coached. These guys know how to play a ball. They can pick out a pass. It's going to be tough. But yeah. on paper, as you mentioned, I think Benfica has what it takes to win those games. But it's going to be up to them to perform because, you know, these other teams understand that Benfica is not exactly Paris Saint-Germain or Real Madrid, right? As you said, Cabeza and Seti, and they have an opportunity to pull off surprising yeah. Because Benfica, say well, what you want, as much as we hate to admit it, it, it it's, you know, it, it's, I don't want to call them beatable, but it's doable. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not something you fear at this point. So We're not feared. Players and teams are going to be extra motivated to make a name for themselves because they know that Benfica could, could be had. Yeah. Yep. You're right. 
Cool, man. It would be nice to have a little Antwerp, a little, you know, one of those teams, a Meatland in the group, but we don't. So we have to take every game as possible. But that's okay. It keeps us on our toes. Yeah, that's good. Keeps us on our toes. Ivo. As far as the league, man, we should have it. We should have it. Yeah, I think so too, but there's going to be a lot of shenanigans. I got to be honest with you guys. The thing, the thing that I liked about this international week is that all the talk about the league died down for for a bit during the international week. So that was a good thing. Yeah, but the international breaks are starting to get ridiculous. Now it's like every time you turn around, it's 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 some sort of break, and it and it's rough for these teams to get that consistency and get into that rhythm. Because look, we saw it last year, right? I mean, I don't have to. I'm not telling you guys anything you guys don't already know. But you figure last year was was every time we came into came off these breaks we struggled. Yeah, we could not get our legs under as we can get our rhythm and and I just think that it's it just it's a distraction. Um, I don't know how to fix it. All I know is that every every passing week you just hear about more new major tournaments, more national team games, and more ways yeah. for federations to make money. So I don't know if this is ever going to be fixed. But it's just man, I don't know. I, I wish they'd come figure it out, come up with something. Because I I, I want to see Benfica, man. At this point, I care less about the national team. I can't believe I've got it's crazy, right? That's when you know, like the 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 club is something different from everything else. Is yeah. when your country plays, and you're like, I can't wait for my club to come back. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, in a way, like when when Rafa denounced the national team, when Joao Mari did the same thing. I'm not even mad at them, you know. It's... No, because I think that both of them understood where they were with the national team, both European champions, right? And they also understand the talent that's coming up beneath them. So why am I going to yeah. sit here when I'm? it doesn't seem like the coach, I'm one of the first 11 guys on a score sheet, I might as well bow down and give a chance to the young guys to sit the yeah. bench and to learn. Yeah, well, I, I feel like in João Mario's case... He hadn't even uh, – it, we had the new coach right away, I think. Yeah. I think he hadn't even had a chance to, you know, but I, I understand, you know. Yeah. You're going to go travel, waste your time, train when you can be home with your family and – Yeah. You know. And, and not be te- – In tired. the mind of a player, that's what happens. And not be tired to play for your club. It's a waste of time. Yep. That's exactly yep, right. Exactly. Ivo, thank you for, for coming in. Hey, nice to meet you, Alfredo. Yeah. Cristiano, Same, good man. to see you. And yeah. uh, I'll continue to watch you guys. Give me up. Uh, All three of us. Yeah. Something. My my daughter is born tomorrow. Hopefully. So. Oh yeah. man, good luck with that. I'm not man. gonna hit you up. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good night. All right, thanks for having Take me. Take care. Eve. Take care. Bye. All right, everybody. Let's wrap it up. Bruno Rodriguez is saying next break again in October. The break yeah, during the spring last season. Really hurt our efforts, both domestically and Europe. Yeah. Sadly, part of it. I mean, exactly, man. I just don't know how this ever is going to get fixed. But yeah, yeah I just. Yeah, Freddy's. Thank you for for joining us. Thank you for those of you courageous enough to to come in and uh, speak your mind. The rest of you, especially Diogo, Diogo Reis, shame on you. Nah, just kidding. Uh, next week we'll be back. We'll recap the Vizel game. We'll look ahead to Champions League, which takes place Wednesday. We'll be here on Tuesday. Take care, everyone. We might have, we might have a little different podcast next week. We might a have different, a different podcast. Yeah, we might be a little bit of a pleasant surprise for 
for our listeners, for our beautiful, awesome listeners, we might bring you something a little bit different next week. Awesome. It's up in the air. We're trying to line it up. We'll, 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 we'll let you guys know as it gets closer. So I'm not sure it'll be one of these typical breakdowns, as Alfredo's saying, but it'll be fun. Trust me. You guys will, will like the curveball. Awesome, man. Take care, everyone. Stan, always a pleasure. Talk to you. Later.